and welcome to Queering Desi. I'm your host, Priya. As a South Asian queer, gender non-conforming person, I have learned a lot in my journey of self-acceptance and building community. So in each episode, I will bring you a slice of South Asian LGBTQ life with a guest who exemplifies what it means to be who you are and to live your truth. I like to create a safe and open discussion with our guests and listeners. So if the topics on this podcast are controversial, please know the opinions expressed are that of the guests and host, and we don't mean any offense. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This week on Krang Desi, I talked to Shelly Chopra Dhar, the director of the new Bollywood film, Ek Ladki Ko Dekha Salaga, Bollywood's first mainstream gore love story since Fire. We talk extensively about the film, all the way from what it was like to cast the film, to the lukewarm box office response in India, and even the male savior trope in the story. Later, we talk about her experience as a parent of a queer child, and her advice for other parents. So whether you've seen the film or not, and I hope you have, or whether you even liked it or not, I think you'll enjoy this discussion. So without much further ado, here's Shelley. So I wanted to talk first about the film. I'll start with the casting of the film. I think for me, as someone who grew up with Bollywood, I never imagined Sonam Kapoor, Anil Kapoor, Chui Javala, folks like this being open to this kind of story and idea. What was it like for you to cast the film or, or to shop it around? Actually, the you know, it might sound surprising to you, but none of these people had, I had anything against the subject matter. Mm. Um, and I knew this about Sonam, mm. even before I approached her, that mm. she was uh, uh, towards the cause and she was very LGBT friendly, which I kind of knew going Gazal, my co-writer, mm. who's trans woman, mm. already had told me that, you know, she's open to it. Mm. Uh, but having said that, yeah. I believe that any other actress, if I had also approached somebody like uh, anybody, I yeah. think, I don't, I think they look at their role and they look at, it was such a powerful role. Right. Sweetie is such a powerful role that I don't see any actress not wanting to do it. Well, why do you think then it took, and then this story, I think mm. there's so much about the story we can get into, but why do you think that it took this long for lack of a better you know question why why this story why now and and if not why sonam if more people would be open to it so actually if you had asked me this question a week ago it yeah. would have been a different answer but okay. look at today when i look at the box office collections of this film in india they are not doing very well which means that even today even though the film has had so much critical acclaim yeah. and people are enjoying the film as a wholesome film, we have a great uh, uh, rating on it. You know, people, all the people at least who see it are moved by it. And yet it is not reflect, reflecting in the box office, which only tells me that there are so many of the people who would have gone to see this film if it was not this subject matter. Well, I mean, I think... What's strange to me about the box office collections is that you did make this more than the LGBT story. Yes. You made this a family film. You made this, you know, fun Punjabi film. You made it about Bill Beer. And, you know, you made it about the parents and the family and the BG and the... So it wasn't just a queer film. Right. Right? You encapsulated it in something that was digestible or palatable for, right. for people in India. So 
in my mind, like this should have been even better. Right. What what are you, what are your thoughts on that? Exactly. Actually, when we were working on the yeah. script, which is exactly the reason why we weaved it like this mm. within a family. I mean, till the intermission point, we don't even come to the subject matter. Right. You know, so we thought we would have their attention. And once we have their attention and they are, uh, uh, you know, invested in the characters, we took so much time mm. for them to get invested in the characters. Yeah. And that we would carry the second half would carry it through. Right. You know, the first half would carry the second half through. But uh, so we have done all we can to make it palatable for the people, right. to make it easier for them right. so that there's nothing offensive in there. Actually, we are getting flack from people. That's the only one uh, criticism we yeah. have in the film. There's one criticism in the film, which is we don't see enough. <laughs> That I will be fair. That was one of my criticisms as well, (laughs) because I wanted to see Sweetie and Kuhu. I wanted to see more, you know. Yes, but you and many others. (laughs) Yes, yeah. So the point is, if we have any criticism, yeah, that's the criticism, and we purposefully said, okay, we'll take that criticism, but at least we'll get this out there. But you know, we are being appreciated. It's not that we are not. We are very much being appreciated by the. I think the city audience yeah. uh, is it's overseas doing well. As well. Overseas, it's doing yeah. very well. Yeah. So it's not like uh, uh, you know it just drowned. It's very much there. Right. Its presence is very much there. Right. And I think this is the film. You know, it's so funny. I just thought about it. You know, they think that the queer people are in the closet. Mm. I think they are in the mm. closet. Because yeah. they will watch this film from within that closet when nobody else knows it. I guarantee you this. <laughs> like on the slide. <laughs> yes, they will. Yeah. Every single person who has not gone to the theater to see is mm. is curious to see it. Yeah. And absolutely. they will see it, but they will download it and they will see it <laughs> in their own little closet. Right. No, absolutely. And I think that speaks to what I perceived, and you spoke to this as well, but the the audience, right? Like, so a lot of my queer friends saw this and they were like, you know, we saw ourselves reflected in this, but we wanted more. And my feedback immediately, and I was glad to hear you say it, is that for what its purpose was, it did it beautifully. Its purpose wasn't truly for us. Was there an intended audience? Was it that older generation that, that you wanted to reach? And that's why you focused more on the family aspect. Was that the intended audience as well? Yes, yes, I did. Because I wanted to, of course, A, representation is very important. But I wanted this to make a difference in people's lives. I didn't just want to uh, help the existing uh, community. I wanted this to help the upcoming communities, the newer, the younger kids, you know. We are all adults here, but I am thinking more about the children that are out there who will grow up differently if they have an open community. They will, you know, um, as the years go by and as this becomes um, equal and normal as it should, you know, you will see a different growth pattern. The things that we are discussing today and the things you are talking about, it might be no need to do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, which is what I'm hope, which yeah. is what my intention was right. to change the lives of the 
younger generation. Absolutely. To I help mean them. Yeah. I, I told you this before we started is I grew up watching Bollywood. I grew up thinking yeah. I I mean I was sweetie. I was watching the mm-hmm. films and thinking, I'm gonna have a wedding. I'm gonna have, you know, a man who comes on a white horse and a, and when I had to come to terms with myself it was so jarring that I, what if I can't be Desi? What if I can't love Bollywood? What if I, because I'd never seen that represented. It felt wrong. It felt like, you know, as in the film, like it felt like an illness. It felt, and it was so much of my identity that I didn't know how to grapple with that. So just seeing that on screen, even as an adult, is yeah. still so powerful because yeah. it speaks to my little sweetie inside who's yes. like, I, I wanted something like yes. this. So the fact that it even exists, I think still is yes. is such a win. I, I I believe so. I think that I'm very, very happy and very proud when I speak to people, I speak to you, I've yeah. spoken, spoken to other people. In UK, so many people came up to me mm. and talked about it. It was so heartening that I actually, I sent an email back home saying, mm. you know, it's a winner. Yeah. This is what I wanted. This yeah. was my goal. Yeah. I just wish that it could have reached more people. Which was, right. we tried. But you know what? We tried. And it will. And it will. Yeah. You, you were right. It will find another audience online. It oh, will find another will. streaming audience. It oh, will, wait. like, all of that. It's not, yeah. it's not over. Not at it's, all. It's just begun. I think this has a very long shelf life. Yes. I really do think. I think yeah. this will go down in history as the first mainstream film that yeah. had the courage to come out at yeah. a time when people were still not ready, maybe yeah. at the cusp. Right. Some of them maybe took that plunge Almost. and many didn't even get to that point. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. We have to start, like I said in the film. Right, right now, they're all sleeping. <laughs> Somebody has to ring the bell right. and start. And this is the first bell. Right, absolutely. I yes. mean, is there more to the film? You talked about more Sweetie and Gugu and that feedback, but is there more to the film that you wish you could have shot or things you would have done differently or things that got edited out? Is, is there anything that you kind of felt like maybe you left on the table? or? There was more of Gugu and Sweetie, mm-hmm. which was in our script. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a little bit more footage, yeah. but more conversation, which mm-hmm. is uh, uh, at the wedding point. Right mm-hmm. now, I cut after she says... Ki, yes, pe crush hota tha. Yeah. But I have a little bit more conversation mm, after okay. that in there. And uh, I wanted to take some, uh, really it was in my mind and in my script to take some uh, shots of them forcibly being placed in a position where they were physically together. Mm. Like in the green room when somebody walks in, I had thought of them getting into a sort of a close, smaller space. And that would, it's just circumstances that would put them close. So in my mind, it would be justified. And then I would have to let the camera do the work. Mm. So that I think would have been a very beautiful moment in my mind, which people would have remembered. But uh, I didn't get to show that. And I'm glad, I mean, I do think like uh, some feedback I've also heard is like, yeah, it was too, like all they do is hold hands, all they, which I understand again, you, you want it, the palatableness of it. I I think it, for what it was meant to do, it, it did it. It wasn't the film that, that we would go and expect something like that. It was a family film. It was, and, and you can have your problems with that paradigm as well, but I, I understand where that comes from. I I think that would have been very exciting to see personally, um, just that emotion and that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the closest I got to it was when I shot them in Delhi and I took a close-up. I wanted to start with them close-up. I like that shot a lot. Yeah. I like the shot when they're together holding mm. hands and she kisses her hand, they kiss yes. each other's hands. I think they both 
portrayed mm. that emotion of longing yeah. in that one quick moment. Um, Let's talk about Regina for a second now that we're talking about this because, I mean, what what a performance in yes. such a I mean, how was it to find her and and have her be part of the project and. I mean, I'm sure the feedback has been wonderful. Who yes. was amazing, but yes. she she stood out. Yes, she really did. I I it was you know casting for this entire film was very very important for mm. me. As if you can see, the performances yeah. are out there because I really took my time in finding the right person for each role. And Koo's role in my mind, I knew was very very important. Even though when you looked at it in paper, it was hardly there. Mm. But it was a very relevant because I knew that this is the at the end of the day the foundation on which the entire story is based. Right. So even though I will not go deep into the relationship, mm. but it still has to stand out. Mm. What is it that's going to make that happen? Right. So um, any big actress in India would not do it because mm. it's a very very secondary role, and they would right. not play second fiddle to Sonam. <laughs> I mean, that's a fact. That's fair, yeah. And even if, uh, because I was working for a big production house, we had gotten somebody mm-hmm. to do a special appearance, mm-hmm. the problem would have been that I, at the beginning, was not trying to open it as, uh, I wanted Kuhu to come in as a surprise element mm-hmm. in the film. And that's how I don't have her uh, given her a big introduction in the wedding scene. Right. She's one of the many ladies. One of the many, yeah. So yeah. that people, people's mind doesn't go to her, at least not at that time. Okay. So when I take you back in time, then, then you realize, oh, gee, something so more happened. Something yeah. more happened there. Yeah. So to keep that part of the story mm. alive, I did not need a very familiar face. Yeah. So if I would go with a newcomer, yeah, it would not hold the 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 at least the little bit chemistry we feel today. We would have not felt. Because Sonam and a newcomer would not have worked, so I wanted a seasoned actress, somebody who could give me those emotions with just look, mm. no dialogues. Absolutely. Where was I going to get it? <laughs> so I went to the south, and I found Regina, and I mm. thought she was lovely. You know, she. Mm. I thought she had amazing screen presence, a beautiful smile. Yeah. She had that uh, little bit of oomph in yes. her face and her body, and, and I needed Kuhu to be also, layers, yeah. and I needed Kuhu to be a little. Umfi, you know, yeah. not quiet like like sweetie. I wanted mm-hmm. her to be. She's out, you know. Yes. She's as good as you and me or anybody. Right. You know, she's okay with her identity. Yes. And uh, so I I flew into Chennai and I narrated to her, mm-hmm. and she loved the script, but she said, "I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Think about it." And she called me back. I don't think. And mm-hmm. then I called her again. I said, "You have to re. I can't do this without yeah. you. It's only you." Yeah. And again, then I made her come to Bombay. I showed mm-hmm. her. I read to her again. I then gave her my entire vision of the film. Just listen to me again. Let me tell you how I plan to show you. How I plan to do this. I gave her all the visuals, and then she began to enjoy seeing what I was trying to show her. And she went against. Everybody's advice to her, and she said, "Shelley, I'm doing this <laughs> just because of you and your passion for the project. I can see your passion, yeah. and I know that you're going to do something different. Yeah. So I'm going to do this for you." And I said, "What a payoff! What a, what payoff. a payoff! She's remarkable, and she will be remembered. Yeah. She will get. She will Absolutely. go far. I'm excited to see what else she does in Bollywood yeah. because yeah. I think this was quite. I think I think her. people will, uh, yeah. you know, take her." 
Um, I'm glad you mentioned Sweetie being kind of soft. I I felt initially upon seeing the film, I had to rethink it when I saw it the second time. But initially in the film, Rajkumar takes a lot of the space in the first yes. half, as he said, very intentionally. And it felt also in the second half, like, it was Bulbeer's journey. It was an Okapur's character's journey. Yeah. But it felt like Sweetie was kind of second fiddle to all the men in her life. Yeah. I wonder what are your thoughts about, you know, all these men. You know, she has to be saved from the glass box by, by a man, by or a man. the man has to make the play for yeah. her to... What are your thoughts about that? Is that something that, that you considered or, or would have maybe... Yeah. yeah. We did think, think about that. And we knew that uh, if you looked at it from a purely feminist point of view, yeah. uh, that's not the way to do it. Because, you know, you the, the yeah. empowerment, you know, the woman needs to... So, but the truth is yeah. that genuinely my eye was on the goal. Hmm. And my goal is genuinely to help younger kids grow up to be as normal as they deserve to be, right. even if they are different, you know. And how do you accomplish that? Mm. Okay, so unfortunately or fortunately, mm. however you look at it, yeah. families play a very big role Absolutely. in that. You know, when you are, if, for example, when you're growing up, yeah. if the parents, like we did, in our family hmm. never ever not in the beginning yeah. I didn't know that but yeah. when I found out I realized that unknowingly we put pressure on the kids mm -hmm. because we don't know so we say when you find that girl <laughs> when you find that boy <laughs> yeah to the girls we'll yeah. say that man you will yeah. find that man yeah. and to the to the boys we say when you find that girl yeah. we assume that's what it is. And the kid who doesn't think like that in their mind would be thinking even more, shit, what's wrong with me? Yeah. My parents want me to get married to this girl and I don't like that. <laughs> you know, then yeah. they begin to question their own identity. And at least me, I didn't know any better. Right. But once you do, I changed how I spoke in the house. I always started speaking, you know, when you find that person. Always, when you find that person who you yeah. love, when you can be with... I just took out this thing about a girl or a boy. Right. I started talking about people mm. and hearts and that's... So if, imagine, yeah. if just families alone right. would start speaking like this to their children when they're growing up, mm. that, you know, when you find that person who you yeah. love, imagine that kid's flight. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I wanted to change. Right. In order to do that, I it is the father. Yeah, no, it is. you cannot get away from that. For a twelve-year-old girl, it is the father. Yeah. If that father hmm. had gone up when he picked her up in my mind, hmm. when he would pick up Sweetie yeah. and put her to bed and take her twice, I have shown that in the film. Hmm. I hope people notice later sometime. He would take her diary close it and put it on the table. Mm. He never looked at what she was writing. Not once. Twice he has gone, he sees her write diaries, but he mm. never sees what is she writing. He even says, I open the film with he's telling his friend, she's a very quiet girl. Mm. And then I go back that she didn't used to be. Change happened. Right. I show her coming in as an eight-year-old, running, running up to her yes. father. I show her as a 12-year-old coming up and going up the stairs. Mm. And the father is looking at her confused, mm. if you remember this shot. Mm -hmm. Why he didn't follow her and say, 
What's going on? Darling, what's wrong? Yeah. Why aren't you smiling today? Maybe she would have told him then. That, I mean, I think that's so. I, oh, that is one of the most. I mean, so much I relate to in this film. I, my my parents have a government job, and so I, the shame that she felt, and and what the closet or or glass box looked like was so illuminating to see on screen because that shame that she felt and withdrew in herself. I actually went through that. I had a summer once I realized this is what I am. I was living at home after college, and my mom was like, "What? What's going on? This is not our daughter. Like something has happened. So, you know, you become like a wilted. Yes. Fla- so to see that captured so beautifully, I yes. think for me was also so yes. powerful. Like for Sweetie being, you know, being quiet yeah. was just assumed to be. But you, but that's actually a thing. I, I'm, I'm just amazed how beautifully you captured yes. that because it's a very real thing. It's, it's, it's right. yeah. So, so my intention is not to make a film just show I am woman. Yeah, <laughs> that's the I, intention is to help. No, absolutely. And we have to be intelligent yeah. about how do we help these kids. Right. Okay. Absolutely. So I'm trying to teach these parents. Yeah. To see your children, they are behind these glass boxes. Right. Help them. Don't let you know. That, yeah. that was the intention. No, that's gr- that's good. To and hear. that's why yeah. I did not make her, you know, yeah. rebel or get up and. Right. The, it was that. just it was her brother drives me crazy with, this, with really? his like you know the anger and the but it's love it's, but it's but it's very, it's a little messed up and it's also not you know. It's messed up. It's messed up because <laughs> society makes us yeah, messed up. Yeah, absolutely. No, of course. And he didn't know any better. It's not like better. he was doing it intentionally. See, when it's happening to you, for example, you, yeah. you have no choice but to come out of it, yeah. to live your life. Yeah. Right? You have to fight it. Yeah. So you, with great difficulty, I'm sure, mm. how you manage to applaud to the fact that you still come out yeah. out of that kind of a trauma. Yeah, but this idiot doesn't know how to. <laughs> yeah. I love that you leave it unresolved for him too, because yeah. there's a there's a resolution, with, and then there's you know, and BG is like, oh, I'm almost there. Give almost, me some time. Give me and some then time. you have Virgi, who is like, I still don't understand. I don't get it. And Sonam's reaction is also very subtle. Yeah. You, you, if you try, you will. Yeah. And it's not it's not like you have to. Right. And, and she's it's not, not like uh, she's under not, him. Yes. She walks. See, there is. We, I have shown power from her side mm. in a very soft way. Yeah. When she speaks up against her father yeah. and she says, but I will do it because <laughs> it's not just about me. It's all about all the other kids. It will. She does it and she holds Kuhu's hand in yeah. front of her father. Yeah. That's powerful for her to do that. Absolutely. In front of the whole community, she stands up to him. To me, that's, she breaks down after that. Yeah. But she's Stands by Kuku. She has a journey. She, she gets there. She starts feeling, why am I not normal? And then suddenly she's, you know, she, she has her journey. It's not, yeah. it's not And then in the end, yet. she walks past her brother and yeah. holds the hand of her girlfriend <laughs> yeah. and walks away. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I also want to get to a little bit of what your experience was like as a parent um, uh, of queer children. I think it's always illuminating for me as well to, to hear about this I'm sure for our listeners as well but what, did, what was your journey like and then secondary to that how did it kind of influence your work with the film both screenplay and as a director so I I was a regular parent <laughs> when I say regular I was not as um, educated about this mm. subject as I am maybe today mm. I was not uh, 
I I also have been born and brought up in India. Mm. So even though I had many friends uh, uh, who were gay and I loved them dearly yeah. and uh, uh, verbally when you talk about it, I never had any issues with it. Mm. Or I never had any problems with it. Mm. You know, uh, it was like I always stood by it. And of course, you know, what? I mean, I never... But still, when I found out about my son, uh, it... I. It bothered me. Mm. I went into a shell. I have to tell you that uh, the day I found out, that day and the next day were probably two of the hardest days of my life. Mm. They were, uh, um, they were, I, you know, people use this terminology that I've, my heart was heavy. I genuinely felt a heaviness. Mm. And it uh, really, really, bothered me and hurt mm. me and then I um, I talked with my son and I tried to see mm. if he could still accept even that far I went mm. and when he said no mom 100% I, I am on this side of the fence right. I said okay that's fine I, I have yeah. to figure this out right. so I went back that night and I thought about it a lot a lot and I'm thankful that I have the mind and heart to uh, work through mm. issues and I have the ability to uh, change my perspective so I thought about it and I said you know at the end of the day I started to break it down like mm. why is it that mm. I'm behaving like I am what is it mm. and then I came to the conclusion that it's because I know it's going to be a hard life for him. Mm. I know that it's going to be um, harder for him to... Uh, I had to first change my idea about what is happiness for each person. Mm. So for me, what I think is a happy life is not the same for him. It's different path. But at the end of the day, we will both be at the same. So long as he's at the same point mm. where I want him to be, which is I want him to be happy, mm. peaceful, successful, mm. be who he is, yeah. live life like I have lived my life. Mm. So long as he gets there, why does it matter mm. if it's this way or that way? Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So once I understood that, mm. it was like done <laughs> yeah all right now I just have to get accustomed to the new now I just need to train myself to ask him Did you find a boyfriend yeah <laughs> that's right. all it is it's just a matter of changing your perspective it's the same emotion mm. I still want him to find a boyfriend and he's he's <laughs> so stupid and I'm so irritated with him <laughs> really I'm irritated because he's like I'm like, you know, you have to, you're too snobbish. I don't know what you're looking for. You know, he's again, he's looking for this perfect person. And like, I want him to get married. Yeah, I want him to figure out a way if he wants to have a family. Yeah. These days, this day and age, Anything if you possible. want to have family, yeah. you, you know, you can have it in a million ways. Right. Do it all. I just, yeah. I cannot wait for the day he comes to me and says, Mom, <laughs> I finally 
am in love and here's what I want to do. Spoken I like a wait. true mom. I love it. <laughs> that's and that's I, how my mom was. She's like, how's it going with the no, girlfriend? No, no, you know, no. it's always, because now it's girlfriend. You just still want to know. Like, no, okay, no, what's no, the... no, no. I want him to get married so badly and he knows it. He doesn't bring anybody home because he says, I know what you're going to do. You're just going to, you're just yeah. going to, you're ready to pounce. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Do you think there was an element of like, what will the community think as well? And, and, I'm I'm very curious how your experience informed the film because there's there is definitely an idea that there's sensitivity there. Yes. The gentleness with which you handled that I think not only comes from just being, you know, modernized or knowing yes. the language, it comes from a really from the heart from what you've gone through as well. So So I'm going to that's a very good yeah. question and I'm going to answer you. Yeah, sure. When I was in India, mm. I was giving these promotions. Mm-hmm. Okay? Not once did I say mm. that I'm parent of a gay child. Mm. Why? Not that I'm embarrassed, mm. not that I'm ashamed. Mm. I feel, I genuinely feel that unless this question is asked in a proper relevant way, mm. it is none of anybody's business. Absolutely. So I don't want to give credibility to questions that do not deserve answers. No, I have always been like that yeah. in my life. You never asked me, is your daughter heterosexual? Okay. Yeah. Why do you need to know, is my son homosexual? Right. I will not answer that. Yeah. Because you know why? It is irrelevant. Absolutely. For me, yeah. whether my son is homosexual, whether my daughter is lesbian, mm-hmm. whether my son is heterosexual, yeah. is none of anybody's business. Mm-hmm. So unless that question comes to me in a way which it is relevant, Mm. I'm not going to answer that and condone it and give it credibility. So if somebody comes up to me and says, is your son? Oh, I will say it's none of your freaking business. (laughs) Not because I'm embarrassed to say it, because it's none of your business. And I was actually hoping Mm. that somebody would ask me that. So I would tell them that... Mm. Do I ask, do people ask you in the morning, how did you make love last night? (laughs) Hey, how did you do it last night? Do people ask you in the morning, what did you do in the bathroom? It does not affect who I am. It does not affect my conversation with you. It does not affect my work ethics. The person I am in community, my contribution to life and community. None of those things have an impact outside my wall, my home wall boundary. So why should I answer that question? Mm. So I don't answer that question because I think it's not a relevant question to ask. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I think my mom would agree with you as well. She, yeah. uh, I had this conversation with her about how would you face people and yeah. because it was a relevant concern of theirs. And she was like, I wait for people to come up to me. I want them to have... And oftentimes they didn't have the, you know, the balls to do it. <laughs> yeah. But, but in, if they did... But in right. UK, I give interviews. Mm. The second person who asked me... But, you know, a question deserves the same weight of an answer. Right. You ask a frivolous question, you will get a frivolous answer. So if you're going to ask me questions that are five on your... Uh, how did you do this? What I'm yeah. going to give you same answers. But when I was in UK... There's a show called Raj and Pablo Show Mm. and Raj asked me Mm. uh, uh, very nicely, Mm. but what was the seed and why? Mm. And I could see sincerity Mm. in his question without hesitation. 
I was yeah. I said, you know, it actually came from personal. And I in UK, I talked about it mm. openly because it was questioned. It was posed yeah. to me in a respectful manner, Absolutely. in genuine, in genuine concern to find out where was the seat. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have a message then for, I mean, just in general, I'm sure the film itself is the, is the message you hope, but for any parents out there, um, I, I hope to one day have an interview like this with my mom and ask her how she would look back on her journey. So I, like I said, I truly believe in, 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 in life generally. I, I never uh, live my life for people, mm. for community, for other people. Mm. I, but, you know, I always follow what I believe in. I follow my heart and I do it well. Like mm. I follow it properly. Yeah. So for me, this is nothing to be embarrassed. There's no, it's like yeah. you have a heterosexual child, you have yeah. a homosexual child. There's zero difference. Right. Okay. And why I don't need to go out and... Uh, uh, do a dhol of telling yeah. everybody because I never did that when my uh, child was heterosexual. Right. So if I do that, I am actually contributing to try to make it there's a difference. Absolutely. As a parent, there is no difference. No, okay, so I stick by that. Yeah. If there is a question at any point in time which deserves an answer mm -hmm. because it's relevant, yeah. of course. Yeah. Now my son... I mean, I cannot wait for him to get married. <laughs> but when he gets married, yeah. you don't think I'm going to do it with the same pomp and yes. show that I did Rasham's wedding? Of course I will. Yeah. Their choice. They don't want to come. Don't come. Yeah. But my wedding, my happiness, my celebrations will be with equal zest and love. Yeah. That's wonderful. So yeah. that's how I tell parents, stand proud by your children. Hmm. Not by who they are, by just by your children for who they are. Yeah. Period. What does it matter? I mean, I mean, I find it ridiculous. No, that's wonderful. I think I I think that there's no better note to end on. Honestly, yes. Uh, thank you for the for your time. I think this has just been such an enriching discussion and and so lovely to talk to well, you. Well, thank you for oh, having you. me on yes. your podcast. Thank, thank you. you. I hope many people listen to it. I'm I sure. hope uh, people take some little kernel from this. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Queering Desi. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to rate and subscribe on iTunes to help us spread the word and to make sure you get the latest episodes right to your phone every other week. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Queering Desi. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please feel free to reach us on social media or drop us an email at queeringdc at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.